WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day edition of Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist and Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. A hump day, Valentine's Day. <laughs> Tony Bruno's back from Vegas. He's back in Florida. Disney keyword number 10 today. We are absolutely loaded. Don, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. Flowers and chocolate on the uh, counter this morning as you woke up? Nice. No, not yet. No, not yet. Not okay. Yet. Still still plenty of hours to go, men. <laughs> Before we actually screw this up again. Gregory, how are I you? I would like to say today is a farce of a holiday. Oh. I am I am I am declaring anti Valentine's Day. It is a corporate media, corporate Hallmark holiday, and I'm not taking part of it. Yeah, damn you, Russell Stover. Screw you, Valentine's Day. <laughs> yes. And actually, Stalker is not alone because teenagers looking to be unbothered on Valentine's yeah. Day are now deleting their social media. Thank what? God. If that gets them to do it, amen. Not my teenagers. Can we stop getting our news from Twitter? Good God. My son yes. sent his girlfriend roses and chocolates. Oh, that's a nice workout of I know. Yeah. All right. Nice gentleman. He's still, he's still, he's still new to this game. <laughs> He's got plenty of Valentine's oh, yeah. to screw yeah. up in the future. Yeah, once you've had forty some Valentines, you're like, you're like, okay, enough of these. That I've had correct. enough. How much are flowers? Holy, yeah, yeah. my lord. Ooh. By the way, speaking of Tony Bruno, uh-huh. I think he's been up since like two a.m. Yeah, he's got insomnia. Cool. Yeah, so he'll be uh, he'll be raring to go at eight thirty. Yeah, I, I won't get to one single question that I actually have on my show sheet for Bruno. It'll be a 20-minute recap of how he can't sleep, how great Vegas was, and how he wants to go back to Sin City. Yeah. But get ready for that. That's coming up at 8.35. Uh, also, this morning, we have to get to a handful of very, very big stories, uh, including Alejandro Mayorkas impeached by the House last night. Uh, also, a big take this morning on food and big pharma. And also, you know, this whole story around Joe Biden and his mental acuity, and is he going to be replaced? We talked about how he would be replaced yesterday. Very interesting column, a very blunt column, to say the least, uh, from Politico today, saying that he's not going anywhere. We'll get to that story this morning. Isn't that what we've been saying on this show? He's not going anywhere. That was my original theory, was that Democrats, if you have a pulse, will drag you to the finish line. I heard all of these. I I heard all these. Theories like Zioli said that it they're going to put 
Kamala Harris on the Supreme Court and then bring Michelle in. I'm just like, what What are you people, what are you talking about? Kamala on SCOTUS. No, nothing, nothing like that is going to happen. It would be a big step up from her prosecutorial days in the Bay Area, to say the least. Uh, also, there's chaos and drama within the RFK Jr. camp. In fact, a mass Ooh. staff exodus. And we've also got an update this morning uh, on who funded that RFK Super Bowl ad. We'll give you that story as we continue this morning. And a lot of other good stuff as well, uh, including uh, Greg Stalker has something in common with today's young generation. It's the stay-at-home generation. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not a stay-at-home. I come into work every day. <laughs> and then you go back home. Yeah, exactly. You stay there until you come out to work the next day. We'll get to that story as well. So a good mix of big types, uh, big topical stuff and some fun stuff as well. Cutchy, Disney keyword, Tony Bruno, all of that this morning. 6.05, let's get to the news. Round number one, the great Dawn Stensler. Yeah, and we have a lot of it this morning. Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday as well. So uh, let's get to it as we have 32 degrees. I'll give the full forecast for you, but a lot of sunshine. Get the shades ready and vitamin D and a sunny day for Greg Stocker loves the sun. That's the next site. You know, Greg Stocker sucks and Greg Stocker loves the sun. Michael Palka texted me and you know how he's friends with that Dr. Royzen. Yes. Uh, He told me that the vitamin D doesn't actually come from the sun yet until like April. So... Yeah. So is it so a different take, vitamin? So it's is a it like, lie. What is it, vitamin C, vitamin B? No, he said take supplements if you really want vitamin D until April. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. But Dr. Michael Royzen, I love him. All right, let's get to it. I'll take you to first. There's a lot going on. Trump on the ballot and the burbs. I mean, oh, my goodness. So six people facing charges after police say this is King of Prussia Mall. Okay, and we've talked a lot about what's going on at KOP. Six people now under arrest facing these charges after investigators spotted two stolen vehicles inside the parking garage right there at KOP Mall. So this actually happened, I'll back you up, to February 9th in the afternoon of the green the mall's green parking lodge or parking garage, I should say, on North Gulf Road. Two of the suspects and one of the vehicles were quickly arrested. They've been searching for all six of these suspects. And they say that they tossed actually a stolen firearm while trying to get away from police. But the suspects facing a long list of charges, including unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, uh, possessing illegal firearms, etc. And so firearms without licensing, stolen property, etc. So a lot going on and swirling around KOP Mall. And we've seen this huge uptick in crime around KOP Mall. So they say they've finally caught all six of these suspects they've been arrested and the police and the detectives working very hard to crack that case so we've been following it wanted to update you on that one i was going to say this is now the third time we've had a story involving people Mm -hmm. acting up you know in the parking lots at kop remember we had uh, was last fall when we were out there for uh, a luncheon remember Mm -hmm. and i think you had a story capital uh, grill yeah capital grill there didn't somebody drive up through with their vehicle onto the curb or into i forget what the specifics were but yeah this is this is a recurring theme with kop it is so what's going on here and are these suburban residents are they philadelphia residents going to kop mall where the where did the stolen vehicles originate? These are all my questions. Mm-hmm. Is this gang related, drug related? Who are these individuals? 
And do they have rap sheets? It's a common question we ask here on Kale & Company News Live. I'll take so, yes for 100, Alex. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, we, we report all of it, and certainly we report the good, the bad, the ugly. This is um, a strong statement released by our friend, our Abington Police Chief friend, Patrick Malloy, this morning, and a lot of concern and a school, an emergency meeting held yesterday about what happened at a Montgomery County Abington High School. This is a school resource officer who um, is in Montgomery County arrested for allegedly sexually assaulting a student. 29-year-old Jordan Jones, Horsham, Pennsylvania, charged with felony institutional sex assault, endangering children, etc. All of this started as he is a re- was a resource officer at Abington High School. And remember, we did a, he was one of the heroes named just last fall as somebody who helped to capture somebody with a firearm uh, at an event at this very same officer. It all started, according to police, when a 17-year-old student, young lady, was meeting with a counselor at the school and told the counselor that, indeed, she had been in a sexual relationship with Officer Jones. Mm. My question for you is is that the charge of sexual assault, is it because she's underage? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Now, she's 17, and there are all different laws about eight, to your point. Sometimes it's not... It's a lesser charge after age, you know, because you're 17 going on 18. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I didn't look through all of the charges to parse through that. Um, but ultimately, you're you're correct. This is a 17-year-old. He's 29. Uh, but still, he's a resource officer at the school. And so there, a lot of folks are just, I mean, this is devastating to the Re- community. Resource officers are armed, correct? Yeah. Okay. But these, the truth is... These officers have been known to quell the gang violence. They're role models for the kids. They've done so much good. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody, by all accounts that I've been talking to, is just sad about it. Uh, Chief Malloy releasing a statement. It just begins with, I cannot find the words to accurately convey the pain that this betrayal of trust has caused so many. And so ultimately promising, you know, just condemning the behavior and asking for the trust of the community, saying they'll they'll work very hard to <clears throat> regain the trust of the community. But it's just all the way around a sad story. And and for Officer Jones, he was a Temple University alum, like you, Nick Kale, a football player at Temple, and celebrated just last August, as I say, for very calmly helping disarm a teenager in Cheltenham, a Cheltenham student who brought a gun to an Abington High School football game. Mm. Everybody in the school knows him. They yeah. admired him. It's just, oh, it's a shame. You should have waited until she was 18, buddy. Stop. I mean, <laughs> I mean seriously. No, so, you yeah. know. So, um, so he's obviously banned from the school. Bail set at 50 grand and facing these charges. And so, yeah, his police career is over. Yep. It's a, it's a shame all the way around. It's just sad for the community, a it lot is. of reaction. They have, like, a recording of him allegedly saying something to her to the effect of, you know, thank you for being quiet about this. I yeah. know I could get arrested, and it's a whole... Yeah. So the police were became, you know, aware, the school, and, the, and to Greg's point, they did the right thing. Yeah. Uh, they called the cops. The detectives had recordings, on, you know, with her phone. She cooperated. And he's saying, I love you, I trust you. Uh, They got everything. Uh, We do have another Philadelphia police officer. This is our friend, Inspector Joseph Bologna. We've talked a lot about his case, alleged use of force 
against a Temple University student. Remember back during those 2020 protests following George Floyd's killing. And so ultimately, uh, jurors now, this hand, this case in the hands of the jurors, Philadelphia prosecutors yesterday opening up their, it's not in the hands of the jurors, it will be, Philadelphia prosecutors opening their case against the 57-year-old former police inspector who's facing these charges of simple assault and possessing an instrument of of crime, which was his police baton, by the way, and that was June 1st, 2020. This case has been in the courts. His, the, the um, student, Evan Gorski, who's 21, Bologna was accused of striking Gorski in his head area with that baton, and Gorski was attempting to separate another protester uh, from the inspector's grasp. That was the story. Ultimately, though, Gorski was the one hit in the head and needed stitches. He has settled a six-figure settlement with the city of Philadelphia, the uh, the 21-year-old. That video went viral. But Bologna fighting for his job back and for saying that he was doing his job. And how could a police baton be an instrument of a crime when, in fact, it's issued by the city of Philadelphia? Mm. Another one there. So this case we're watching very carefully. But should the jury find... Officer, former Officer Bologna guilty, then it would be the first criminal conviction of a Philadelphia law enforcement officer who responded to that summer's protests. So it's a case that's being watched nationally. Of course, uh, the union has backed him. He says he's an innocent man. Uh, we, we mentioned at the beginning that Donald J. Trump was on the ballot last night in Bucks County, and he lost. Democrats won big time, retaining their slim majority in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. This is oh, this is being reported nationally because it's in it's in purple Pennsylvania. Yep. And I know we'll talk about it moving forward. But uh, Jim Prokopiak's election to the Bucks County seat gives the Democrats. It's a 102 100 majority in the House here in Pennsylvania, the House, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, and obviously they had sought to defend this in four special elections within the past year. There's a lot going on in Bucks. There's another special election uh, that that's coming up. But ultimately, I just want to mention that um, Candace Cabanas, and I reached out to her campaign whether she can call in this morning at some point, whether it's Gail and Company or, or later in the uh, morning. But ultimately, it's not over because it's a special election. Mm-hmm. So in other words, this goes back on the ballot in November for the Republicans. will also be interesting uh, to see the way the rest of these special elections play out. You mentioned that one. New York, Tom Sawazi beat uh, Mozzie Pillip yesterday. Uh, Democrat beats Republicans. So, um, That's Long Island, Yeah, right? if you're paying attention to these special elections and tracking D versus R, so far it's 2-0-D with more to come. They're saying because of the... Um the weather yesterday it impacted turnout which i do agree with but also um the democrats took a advantage of the mail-in uh, ballots yes. so one day republicans may wake up and realize that that is that is something they need to embrace but i guess this election wasn't that time yeah, maybe 2028 <laughs> <laughs> you know it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's we'll, unbelievable we'll catch up eventually yep yeah so the democrats were prepared they to greg's point they they uh, voted by mail it was, a, it was a horrible you know mess yesterday and prevented a lot of people from voting. That's one theory. But when you look at it, um, just look at the numbers, and there's there's something else going on, too, so I know we'll parse that one. Uh, it's Valentine's Day. A lot of people may say, hey, let's go to lunch. Uh, let me take an Uber. Let me take a Lyft. Or maybe arriving in Philadelphia International Airport. Well, 
Here's the issue. Rideshare and delivery drivers who belong to Justice for App Workers, they're planning to strike and rally today at 10 different airports across the United States and Philadelphia, one of the 10. What does that mean? That means they're striking and it may be a little more difficult to get that ride share from the airport. So uh, Uber and Lyft are coming out saying there won't be a problem. We have backups, but it's all over wages. It's a national coalition. They want more money. They say they're being mistreated. They're complaining that there's no investigation when somebody, when, when somebody you know, if they get a bad review, mm-hmm. which goes both ways. Right. So, uh, but, but they're saying, you know, we, we, somebody says they don't like me, but I have no due process. Well, you better get your relatives to be on, on standby to pick you up at the airport. <laughs> you always love that. Yeah. So we're, we're watching all of There's so much going on today, Valentine's Day as well. We're watching that it's Ash Wednesday. A lot of people you'll see with the ashes on their foreheads and many special masses and prayers, so on and so forth. Moving forward, uh, just remember that we're talking about, remember Chief Chachi, uh, Chief Paparo fired February 17th, 2022, and he sued the, the borough in uh, Delaware County there. Yaden, Yaden or and he, Yeah, and so in Yaden, exactly. Yeah. And so he, uh, that case is moving forward. So I just want to put that on your radar because it's almost two years to the day. They called him Chief Chachi because he looked like, was it Happy Days? Yes. What's the show? Okay. Yeah. Or Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> or Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Chief Chachi. <laughs> Love for Chief Chachi, uh, Chief Chachi on Valentine's Day. All right, your Valentine's Day forecast. They're warning that there are a lot of um, icy spots and black ice. So as we warm up today, obviously we'll warm up to 42 degrees, bright sunny skies. But this morning, slippery spots on your roadways. So just a heads up on that one. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 618, we're going to step aside, pay some bills, and then we will come back, get to the big take. And then, of course, Alejandro Mayorkas, a lot of big stuff going on leading up to the cut sheet this morning. We're all over it on a Wednesday edition of Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale & Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You can get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Don't worry. We did not cancel the Big Take segment. We just have a lot of bills and a lot of news, so we had to get through some things first. Uh, and then we will also get to the big news with... Alejandro Mayorkas being impeached by House Republicans last night. But let's get to a midweek big take. The big take on Kale and Company. And it's brought to you by COSA, the big take, food, pharma, and Fauci. You know, recently there's been a ton of conversation about the health of Americans. And we've talked about the health of citizens in the United States of America on this show in a multitude of ways, ranging from mental health to obesity to the de-evolution of society. But there's been a major spotlight put on the food industry and big pharma in the recent years that is gaining lots of traction in the media these days. And while you still won't get hardly any negative coverage from legacy media, which is bought and paid for, it's no longer just the RFK juniors of the world pointing out what's going on with the vicious cycle of food and pharma in America. Joe Rogan is talking about it. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers is telling the nation about the playbook that's been used forever. And the establishment, we know, will shun you, but it's no longer this taboo conversation not to be had, which is exactly what we are discussing 
today. And you guys know I love eating. As you know, every Friday is cheat day pizza Friday. And we realize that food is addicting. We have cravings for certain items. And it's done by design. Without discipline, you will overindulge, increase your odds of diabetes, heart issues, and other health concerns, then end up at the doctor and then placed on medicine. Pay for the food, develop bad habits, pay for the medicine, line the pockets of big food and big pharma. Rinse, wash, repeat. It's actually a diabolical yet highly profitable cycle if you think about it. And many of you are certainly aware of this, and it's nothing new to you, but perhaps those who live in the world of mainstream media for their news will hear the conversation with Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers and open up their eyes, their ears, and their brains to the game plan all along. Here was Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers on with Joe Rogan on Spotify talking about Big Pharma. Listen and watch this clip. Why are these drug companies, Big Pharma, um, spending so much money on advertisements during the news is not to sell their products. They don't have a problem with that. It's to control the messaging. Yes. I mean, they're f- controlling the message. So For sure. So if, if somebody went after that and said, hey, you're not going to be allowed to advertise on TV anymore, because I think we're one of the only countries, maybe there's one other country. New Zealand's the only other that, country. Okay, so there's two countries. It would be, you know, they would be attacked for anti-science or, yeah. or whatever it might be. What what RFK wants to do, um, you know, kind of the dismantling or the reforming, uh, realigning of the CDC and NIH and some of these alphabet companies who've been uh, lying and misleading the public for so long, you know, he would get absolutely slaughtered by, by the media. Why? Be, not because they actually believe that, but because who's paying them? Yes, it's those companies. So they control the message. So when, when you come out and talk about, you know, what you use to heal yourself during COVID, or when I come out and talk about, or Dr. Peter McCullough, or Robert Malone, or insert anybody who was just trying Peter to bring Corey. Peter yeah. Corey, they get absolutely railroaded yeah. and censored and silenced and attacked. And yeah, sl- it's actually an amazing point by Rogers because big pharma can sell their products with ease, but if you are a major sponsor to a CNN or an MSNBC, you know that they won't risk losing that advertising revenue and money by criticizing your products. This is the essence of bought and paid for media. And that's why all of us end up getting roasted by the left because they won't permit you to share truth and facts, or at the very least, raise doubts, questions, and concerns about said product. Here's part two of Rogers and Rogan talking about RFK Jr. and his views on the food industry. Listen and watch this. He's an amazing guy. I, lo- I really love him. And the things that he's been saying about what, what happened during the pandemic, you know, he, he had some talk that he did recently, some uh, speech, some uh, conversation he did recently that was public, where he was talking about this is we're being poisoned by food. And this is why everybody got so sick from COVID. The disparity between people who got COVID and it was just a cold versus people who got COVID and they were deadly ill is 100% what they're eating and what that does to their body and how it compromises their immune system and how it causes comorbidities like diabetes, type 2 diabetes and obesity and heart disease. It's, this is all a direct relationship to food. But there's no money in... in uh in healing people, you know, the chronic disease, that's, it's a huge moneymaker. 
What a shock. During COVID, sadly and tragically, it hit many people right across the face. What you eat and put into your body will affect your ability to fight off diseases. We saw it. Overweight people on ventilators, younger, healthier people, basically ending up with merely the cold or the flu. And Rogers is right. There's not much money in healing people. It's about treating and keeping you in the cycle. I mentioned earlier how the mainstream voices are speaking up about this now, and that includes Jillian Michaels, longtime fitness expert, nutritionist, and TV personality. She joined Outkick to talk about the food and pharma cycle. Listen and watch this clip. You know, on one hand, they're saying, you know, it's okay to be obese. But then on the other hand, hey, we have these drugs that you can take. And you need them. You have a disease. This is such a massive multifactorial problem. You've got the physically addictive elements of the food. Food is designed to be highly palatable, highly addictive. And we have these vulnerabilities that are being exploited by big food. Then big pharma is like, oh, we're not going to look at what's going on culturally or with the food. Yeah, you have a disease, which is complete baloney. In fact, if you look at what are the drugs doing? They're not melting fat off of your body. They're curbing your hunger by eating less food. They're losing weight. So we can throw that whole narrative out. Oh, they're genetically overweight. Really? Why are we unable to manage hunger without the drug? And that's what we need to look at. That's the bigger problem. And it's not because of a disease. Even though Michaels is speaking out about this, things likely won't change because most people are prone to falling by the ways of habit, addiction, and not enough mental strength to break the cycle because they lack discipline. I think the last four years have really been an eye-opening experience for many when we look at all of our institutions in this country. And as more people peel back the curtain, you start to see this. And every time you peel back another layer of the onion, it becomes obvious to anybody with a function brain. But it's not likely to change the next time we have another pandemic or global crisis. It will be more of the same playbook. Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan discuss the playbook in this final clip. Listen and watch this. Look at what happened. And people are always like, why do you bring up the vaccine? For multiple reasons. But listen, this is a playbook that now we have. Right. For the next time they try and do this Right. Don't forget about this. Well, Don't forget talking about, about disease. Disease X. X. Now, what is that? When was the last time they were talking about a disease that doesn't exist, that's not affecting anybody, that's that literally there's no one sick, there's no one dying, and they're talking about how it's coming? Well, just watch what Bill Gates does because last time he invested fifty million dollars in in a, in a company, yeah. he made a pretty good score, and then he pulled all his money out. And then he started disparaging Dis- the effectiveness of the vaccine. After he pulled his money out, though. After he pulled his money out. And he also started saying the va- that the virus wasn't as bad as we thought it was. Yeah. Oh, gee. How convenient. Yeah, what happened to the flu? Yeah. Flu went away. Zero cases. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I mean... It is pretty crazy. But it- we can't. we cannot forget about what happened. No. Because this is what they're going to do next time. Listen, learn, adapt, adjust. Be prepared for the next time it happens because it will, and they will as well. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. And it's brought to you this morning by COSA. If you have questions about aging, the Delaware County Office of Services for the Aging, or COSA, can point you in the right direction to see how COSA can help you or a loved one visit delcosa.org. 
Posa is supported by the Delaware County Council. 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in. You can also get us uh, on social media at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, be a part of the show on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kalen Company comment community. So we're going to get to Mayorkas here in a couple of minutes uh, before we wrap up the hour because it's certainly a big story yesterday. But I was fascinated and I I actually wrote this before the Mayorkas impeachment came down last night. And I I don't very rarely do I consume other people's content for the duration of a podcast, a radio show or a television show. But I was so fascinated by that food and pharma conversation that Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers were having because it's really hit me. Uh, thanks to Dawn sending me to uh, you know my local doctor for my <laughs> checkup at the age of forty. I've just had this this mental reset on like what goes into my body yep. and you know what comes out. And now that my kids are going to be ten years old, and and I'm not saying I'm anti medicine. I'm certainly not. I'm not saying I'm anti vax or anything like that. I've just always been one of these people. Even before I turned forty, I would rather go to a chiropractor or get acupuncture, uh, or actually have a surgical procedure where they actually cut you open and fix whatever's wrong, as opposed to being on prescriptions and taking pills. Look, I mean, I take Tylenol after playing golf. My wrist hurts. Like, I do that stuff. But I don't want to be dependent on certain medicines and be on prescriptions and have to be at the pharmacy all the time. So this is a story that hit me um, very interestingly, Dawn, because, like I said, at 40, I'm viewing my health differently. And with kids, I'm just thinking, like, you know, stop taking all the sugar. Enough of the candy. Now, you're not going to have a bagel every day for breakfast. Too many carbs, too many sugars, this whole thing. So I don't know if I'm losing my mind and becoming, like, a deranged (laughs) nutbag, but, like, the health and the pharma and the food and the whole cycle has been on my mind a lot lately. Well, I think it's wise. I think we have to wake up. I have so many friends who've recently said, looking this up, it's, it's really something we talk about. Why is it that other countries, such as in Europe and really the rest of the world, they don't allow all the junk, all the yep. processing, all the dyes? It's illegal. Even remember they had that story in, was it France? And they wouldn't allow a certain iPhone because of the radiation or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're like, what? Yep. <laughs> and here in the U.S., it's like, man, we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we apparently have among the, seriously, the lowest standards for a lot of products and especially the food we consume, to yeah. your point. Yeah. It's weird. And Stalker, I know, I mean, from everything I've ever gathered from knowing you for almost two years, I know you were a vegan for a while, and you eat relatively clean as well. I try to, yeah. I I gave up the uh, vegetarian, uh, I was really a pescatarian because I ate a lot of fish, I still do. Um, but I gave up on it because I was just like, I don't know what this processed crap is that I'm putting mm-hmm. in my body, and I just don't want it, and I'd rather eat real food. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the key. Just eat real food. You know, look at ingredients for things. Look at eat eat meat. Eat eat potatoes. Eat real food. It doesn't matter. You know, I don't really care about carbs or all that stuff. But stop with the bread. Stop with the sugar. Stop with all of this stuff. And it just it just eat a clean diet, mm-hmm. and you'll and you'll be fine. I'm just that. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is something I I really think about every day. And you know, you see all these these weight loss drugs. You see this Ozempic, and everybody's looking for the cheap fix. Everybody's and we or the don't. Quick fix. We don't know what's in this crap. We don't know what's in it. We just know that big pharma's pushing it. Mm-hmm. That's all we know. And everybody's like, we can lose weight fast. Great, but what are the side effects? Right. You know what I mean? Like, we. It's just losing weight is not a. It's not a. It's not a hard thing to do. I. I'm not 
discounting it because everybody the majority of people struggle with weight everybody says that they could lose at least 10 pounds yeah uh myself included um but but it's just exercise more uh, take in uh, less calories consume less and burn off more it, it right? seems to be a pretty simple philosophy that, that that's what my old man used to tell me when i was trying to make weight in the 90s when we played football in different grades where there was like a weight limit he would be like it's very simple if you consume 200 calories go burn and, off 300 and there's no there's no money in you know getting back to big pharma there's no money in a, a people doing this their own way mm-hmm. there's there's money and hey this drug will make you feel better hey this yep. drug will do this hey this is a weight loss drug hey this this will curb like doesn't ozempic like doesn't it like shrink your stomach or doesn't yeah. it, it it do something to take away cravings it's just like it's not that doesn't not seem like a healthy thing yes right it's just not well some of this started as because i know my son with type 1 diabetes he's not overweight but I remember initially they would give us this big thing, like a like an injection thing for an emergency of gl- the glutamide or glutamate, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it. And then Ozempic started coming out. And I was like, wait a minute. Let me look in the cabinet. It was expired, but it was it's the same product. So I think what happens is some of these products, they realize, oh, you know, for a type 1 type, these people started losing weight. If they use certain products, right. then they study it for something else. Yep. And so what does that tell you? This is it was created as an actual emergency medication, mm-hmm. you know, for somebody with a severe autoimmune disease. So yeah, I think that would be a last case resort, not yep. something that and and then remember the jokes about Ozempic at, you know, the Hollywood events like, yep. "Oh, everybody's on this and well, we wow, were wondering everybody's if, making goal weight." We were wondering if DeSantis was on it. Remember when he lost yeah. all that weight and his face looked so much thinner? Yeah. And there was a speculation out there that he was there on rumors. It. Yeah. There were rumors about it. I, I just feel like there's we everybody's looking for a quick fix. A quick fix. And you can't you can't discount the fact that if you go back to literally even the eighties and you look at pictures, not everybody's fat as a house. Yeah. And especially in the fifties and sixties. You look at other countries, people don't look like us. And they weren't taking hydroxy cut from their local GNC. Exactly. <laughs> that's know? that's what I'm saying is is that we are we're poisoning ourselves with the crap that we put in. Nothing is more important. Let me just say that again. Nothing is more important than what you put in your body. Yeah, Nothing. I agree. It is it it's the lifeblood of all of us. It's honestly remarkable that as human beings we live 70, 80, 90 years consuming what we consume. Yeah. If you think about it, you know, people that are smokers or drinkers or just, you know, they eat too much red meat or they eat too much processed foods. Like once you realize what you're actually putting into your system, yeah. it's like, how do we live past 40 or 50? I know. Some of us eat like slobs. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just it's it's sad because there there's these big corporations that make a lot of money off of quick, easy processed mm-hmm. foods. And then when those foods make you fat and sick and give you diabetes. Hey, look, we have a we have a drug for you. We yeah. have a cure for you. This will make you feel better. This will cure this. Mm-hmm. It's like this vicious cycle that 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 humans fall into and yeah. and it's just sad. We need to we need to take our lives back, honestly. Yeah. I, I think it's threefold. One, we don't have the discipline. 
Two, we don't take the time to look at the ingredients, do the research, and put in the work to consuming and purchasing the right products. And then three, and this is out of all of our hands right now, unfortunately, the cost of things at grocery stores, especially the really healthy stuff. Like, I mean, I've looked at, you know, going from olive oil to um, avocado oil. Very expensive. It's like 5 $6 more for uh, 16 ounces of oil that you might cook with. If you go from regular salt to pink Himalayan sea salt, very expensive. You'll just look at the prices in bananas, uh, regular bananas versus organic. And then just in general, with inflation and the cost of things at the grocery store, you know, it's, you know, it's very difficult to, mm-hmm. to get the high-end products unless you want to spend an absorbent amount of money. Yep. So, so true. There you go. All right. Coming up next, Alejandro Mayorkas last night was impeached by House Republicans, but it probably ends there. But what can Mike Johnson do to keep a little bit of the momentum going? We'll explore that next as we wrap up the 6 o'clock hour on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. You've heard us talk about our friends at Piazza Auto Group. Um, for me and my family, they've just treated us like gold. I will just tell you that. And, and for years, we've done business with the Piazza Auto Group. And, you know, as far as Piazza Premium Automobiles, they have some exciting news here, welcoming two new members to their family of dealerships. There really is the power of Piazza, as, as we talk about that, right? Infinity Ardmore, welcome in. And as well, Maserati, the mainline, welcome in. Both located right there on Lancaster Avenue and part of the luxury collection of brands in the branch of Piazza Auto Group. So you're going to receive the very same first-class customer experience that you've come to expect from the Piazza family of dealerships. Find your new or certified pre-owned Infiniti, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW. These are some of the most beautiful, sleek vehicles on the road right now. Find them at PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tom Dolan sent you. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Alejandro Mayorkas impeached by House Republicans last night, well after your uh, dinner hour. I think it was right in the 7 to 8 o'clock window last night, and he becomes the first cabinet secretary to be impeached in... I'm trying to do the math here. Well, since 1876. Trying to do that math. Yeah, uh, 124 (laughs) and 24, uh, 148 years, I I believe the math was. A million years ago. One billion years ago. (laughs) As he is impeached, uh, the vote was 214 to 213. Three Republicans voted nay, and two of them are the usual suspects. I I think I mentioned this in the first vote that failed last week. Uh, that Tom McClintock from California and Ken Buck of uh, Colorado, two Republicans, by the way, uh, might be the biggest skunks in the party of all. Uh, of all the people that I would just love to primary and get out of the system, these guys always seem to vote against what the Republican interest is. Not a single Democrat voted to impeach Mayorkas, which is astounding when you look at some of the stats on the border which uh, I highlighted about a week ago. In their first three years, Donald Trump encountered 2,478,024 encounters. Joe Biden, in the same three-year stretch, 
24,245. So 2.4 million for Trump, 7.9 million for Biden, and not one Democrat decides to impeach Mayorkas. Now, of course, this is going to be dead when it, once it reaches the Senate. We realize that he's never going to be removed technically from office. But I would say this. Uh, two things can be true. Mike Johnson did his part this time around. I thought it was a bad look last week when he didn't realize that he had the, the necessary votes needed. So they come back around the second time. They get it done. But I would say this is where Mike Johnson will truly be evaluated by Republicans, MAGA Republicans, uh, and anybody that is paying attention to the border. You absolutely need to make sure that you kill that bill that the Senate passed yesterday for $95 billion going to Ukraine and Israel. I don't even know, Dawn and Greg, if Republicans will get on board with Mike Johnson in this bill Unless at minimum, at minimum, and I don't even think it's going to happen, but at minimum, we see the matching funding for our southern border compared to the numbers and the figures going to Ukraine and Israel. Until that number is remotely balanced, I I don't think there's going to be a Republican short of Ken Buck or McClintock that are happy with this. So I, I thought that was interesting last night. But it just goes to show you again how unified Democrats are. Not one Democrat. And we've seen plenty of Dems speaking up in the sanctuary cities, saying their cities being, you know, overtaken by illegal immigrants. And, uh, well, you know, hate has no home here. And then all of a sudden it shows up on their doorstep and they're mad about it. But not, not one Democrat says nay. They, that, that is the thing that is so infuriating is, Don, you always say this. Democrats always rally together and they're in lockstep when push comes to shove. And we have some Republicans here that are like, nay, like, I would love to sit down with Ken Buck and be like, what do you need to see? What more has to happen for you to vote yes to impeach this doofus? And I get it. He's he's a puppet. It's above him. But there's got to be a moment where you're like, you know what? Somebody has to be taken out here, even if it gets shot dead at the Senate. Which it will, yeah, because they have a two-third supermajority. Yeah, and ultimately, what's you know, as you zoom out, you know, to your point, what's the big picture here? And and all the headlines this morning are Democrats, you know, flipping the house. They're all focused on November. They're all focused on next November. That's that's the goal. So it's like sports. You know, you know, think about uh, what what's the goal here? Mm-hmm. The goal is the major touchdown. What's the touchdown next fall, November twenty twenty four? So they want Democrats. What what's their goal? They want to make all the Republicans look crazy extreme in the House of Representatives right now. They're already beating up on the new Speaker Johnson. And so they take advantage of the fissures, the cracks, if you will, you know, the diversity of thought, you could say, if you want to be positive with the Republicans in the House. Mm-hmm. But quite frankly, they're painted as, look at that crazy MAGA wing. Mm-hmm. Democrats, you know, we need to take back the House of Representatives. I'm talking about in D.C., although, yeah. you know, that's happening in Pennsylvania as well last night. But you know, that's that's the picture that's being painted. And you know that you're outnumbered both in in voters and the key areas. But as well, you're out you're outnumbered, outgunned, if you will, because of the media coverage. Mm-hmm. And so everything's supersized. So if you're if you don't have a unified front, you know, I, I always think of, you know, those old um, 
uh, the old like Roman movies where they all put up their shields. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're ready to charge. You got to have your shields up, guys. Yep. And and so if you don't and you're not on a unified front, you're going to lose. It's it's an administration full of incompetence, uh, whether it's being able to perform a job duty or speak publicly in a, you know, uh, media setting. But there's nobody more derelict in their duty than Alejandro Mayorkas, and yet not one Democrat is willing to vote to impeach him. And they all probably are aware that he is incompetent at his job or is just taking orders from above, but yet nobody is willing to step out. Uh, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise from Louisiana, Republican, last week, uh, he was absent for cancer treatment, but he returned this week. Uh, and a couple of quotes here in the impeachment resolution. Republicans accused Mayorkas of demonstrating, quote, a willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and, quote, breaching the public trust. Quote, with today's vote, Congress has taken decisive action to defend our constitutional order and hold accountable a public official who has violated his oath of office. That was uh, Mark Green, Republican from Tennessee. He's the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee. So if you guys have thoughts and reaction, you can certainly jump in. 855-839-1210 is the number. Dawn will have some news to kick off the 7 o'clock hour. The cut sheet's coming up at 745. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.